G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Suffering, that's not a subject most of us like to talk about or even think about, but suffering is a reality in life. And right in the middle of that not-so-pleasant reality, I have some good news for you today. Your God wants you to have victory right in the middle of your suffering. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and thank you so much for joining me as today we take another look at suffering from a different perspective. And do stay tuned, because in just a few minutes, I'll be telling you about the powerful prayer that could be coming your way to help you through whatever you happen to be dealing with in your life, just at the moment. People pay a lot of money for wilderness eco-tours these days, and yet as Christians, God seems to take us on wilderness tours free of charge on a regular basis. Why does he do that? I mean, can't our lives just go along on a nice, even keel forever and ever? Amen. Funny thing, but when Jesus was baptised, as he came up out of the water, the Spirit descended upon him like a dove, and a voice spoke from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Did that happen at your baptism? (laughs) No, me neither. Now let's take a look. Mark chapter 1, verse 9 to 13. Just as he was coming out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness for forty days, tempted by Satan. A booming voice from heaven, This is my Beloved Son. In you I am well pleased. And yet the very next thing that God did with his precious Son was to drive him out. Literally the word means throw him out into the wilderness to starve and to be tempted by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. God didn't even spare his own son. But when he was finished, Jesus came out of the wilderness, we're told, filled with the Holy Spirit. It's just how God does things. Get used to it. Suffering is part of God's plan for our lives. None of us enjoy suffering. I I don't, and I'm pretty sure you don't either. But suffering is a normal part of life. And God tells us that when we suffer, we should consider it nothing but pure joy. Come on, is that bizarre or what? Have a listen to this, James chapter 1, verse 2. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind, consider it nothing but pure joy, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its full effect, so that you may be mature and complete and lacking in nothing. God's plan is that in that wilderness of suffering, he will test and strengthen our faith. That's one of the main reasons for suffering. And so far, my record for bad days in my life is that I've managed to survive each and every one of them just fine. In fact, that's a 100% survival rate. And there have been some real shockers in that lot, I have to tell you. As I look back on them, I can see how the Lord carried me through, how he cared and provided for me, how he grew me and moulded me, and how he's used every one of those bad days for good in my life. Isn't it amazing how the fire of trials and suffering refine us purer and purer 
each time. When an athlete trains to compete at an elite level in their sport, they go through a lot of pain. They run until it hurts. They pump iron until it hurts. And what that pain, what that suffering does for them is, well, it does two things, really. It makes them strong and it gives them endurance. Both of those are important, strength and endurance. You need both of them to compete well in a sport and you need both of them to get through the tough patches in life. Strength and endurance. Do you know what the biggest temptation is for you and me when we're suffering? I think it's the temptation to start behaving badly. Ah, I'll just go out and get drunk, or I'll sleep around, or or I'll be nasty to other people that are causing me the pain. Somehow we have this distorted ledger in our heads that goes something like this. Well, God's certainly not blessing me at the moment, so why not behave badly? Why not do what I want? Blow God! What do I have to lose? Of course, in the cold, hard light of day, it's a stupid line of reasoning, because we know that behaving badly eventually is just going to make other things worse. So just in case you were wondering, here's God's plan for what to do when you're suffering. Galatians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. So let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. So then whenever we have an opportunity, let us work for the good of all, and especially for those of the family of faith. God is a God of seasons. Look at how regularly they roll around, spring, summer, autumn, winter, year after year, seed time and harvest, season after season. There are seasons of blessing in our lives. There are seasons of trials in our lives. There are seasons of temptation in our lives. And there are seasons of suffering in our lives. And through it all, here's the thing. If we don't grow weary of doing what is right, We will reap the harvest that's waiting for us. When? Well, at harvest time, of course. So don't panic. Don't worry. Just cry out to God. Pour out your heart to him. A few years ago, I was sitting in a small group Bible study with a bunch of earnest Bible-believing, Jesus-loving Christians. We were looking at that verse in Philippians, chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, that goes something like this. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Great, so we discussed it, we prodded it and poked it, and and we're about to move on. The Bible study leader summarises with, well, that was really good, but we still worry, don't we? Bernie, I I can't help myself at this point, Bernie shouts out, no! (laughs) And they all stare at me. Come on, do we take God at his word or not? Here in this passage, he's telling us if instead of worrying, we pray and give thanks, his incomprehensible peace will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds like a pretty good deal to me. All we need to do is to take God at his word in those difficult times and keep on keeping on, and we will discover in our very own experience just how faithful God is. In fact, when you think about it, it's only in those tough times that we can ever, in fact, discover firsthand, in our very own experience, the faithfulness of God. Fact, sometimes life is just a mess. I don't care who you are, how super spiritual you are, how many people look at you and think, boy, there, they have it all together with God. Sometimes life is just a crock. You believed in God for good, but all you can see around you is devastation. I love that beautiful old song that goes like this. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. 
They knew every morning, knew every morning. Great is your faithfulness, O Lord. Great is your faithfulness. Do you know it? It's an awesome song. It comes straight out of the book of Lamentations, chapter 3, verses 22 to 24. The writer is looking around just after Jerusalem has been destroyed and razed to the ground by the Babylonians. God's city is gone. God's chosen people are gone out of the promised land. And in the middle of all that, that devastation, he writes because he knows this truth deep in his heart that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Great is his faithfulness. Despite all the evidence you may see to the contrary, that's the truth. And when you and I can stand in the midst of the ruin and the devastation that comes into our lives during those times of suffering and whisper those words from our heart, great is his faithfulness, that right there is the victory that the Bible promises and that God calls us to and that Jesus died and rose again to give you. In fact, to be honest, it's the sweetest victory of all. Great is your faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed your hand has provided. Great is your faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Amen. Before I go, I'd just like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is powerfulprayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.